Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everyone. Pleased to have you with us on this episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. Gene will be with us here in just a moment, along with tonight's guest. We have Sandra Manson tonight, a hypnotherapist and a wonderful flight worker. I think they're coming now. Would like to uh, give a shout out to uh, the folks at Inner Child and Inner Child Radio, uh, Bill and family over there. I would say more than Bill and friends um, have been a tremendous support, and uh, uh, we want to support them. So uh, be sure and tune in to them tomorrow night. So now I believe I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm excellent, Rick. How are you? I am just fantastic. Awesome. And I actually say, saying that I have you with me is not nearly so close as that you have our guest with you. It is absolutely true. I am actually sitting in the very comfortable, um, warm living room of one Sandra Manson in Toronto, Ontario. And uh, for the first time since we started doing this show, I'm able to do this show over a phone, which is really cool. Um, so I'll just quickly let her say hello. Hello. Hey there. Hi, Rick. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. One of these days, Gene and I and guests are all going to be in the same place, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) One day. So we've had an exciting day today, I understand. Many, many good things happening. Absolutely. It's been fantastic. Although I have to admit, um, for the first time in, in memory of my crazy, trippy life, I'm really looking forward to getting off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that, but um, a different couch or um, futon every night for a week is, is a little bit much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm ready to go home. I really am, but it's it's been wonderful. It's been good to be back in Toronto and see old friends and familiar faces and a lot of love and a lot of support in this town still for me and um for me and our work and for my daughter so it's been it's been an incredible journey and uh, we get to end it with with a show in Sandra's living room. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. I think that's very cool and uh yeah, the road trips 
that I remember from my younger days uh, seemed like not nearly as tiring as they do now. Now I want to come home from vacation so I can have a rest. Hmm. So, uh, so, Rick, I'm sitting beside her, so why don't you ask her our atypical questions, and I'll, I'll pass the honors off to you, and we can uh Oh, my, I was just about to ask if you were going to ask. So <laughs> I, I suppose it would be more appropriate, uh, as close as you two are, for me to ask. Senator, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I am a certified hypnotherapist, and I am a seeker and searcher of knowledge as well, and I have been for many years uh, really pertaining to the, the mind, particularly the unconscious mind, um, which, you know, it, you know, obviously it's part and parcel of being a certified hypnotherapist. And I, I've just come to, I mean, of course, it's, it's never-ending um, growth of knowledge, but I've just come to really deeply understand and respect the mind and how powerful it is and how powerful the unconscious mind is. And I'm always uh, seeking and searching for more knowledge for myself and obviously for my clients as well. Fantastic. I, uh, I worked with a hypnotherapist here in Houston for almost a year. And, um, <laughs> and I have to say it was a life-changing experience. Uh, and uh, Wonderful. I went in about... I, it's hard even to remember what I went in to see the gentleman about, but uh, mm-hmm. we got through most of my life inventory over the course of a year. Um, mm-hmm. For folks that, that hear me say that, there's many things that hypnotherapy can do very quickly, um, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, it can also be a, a a real transformative experience. Yeah, definitely. I find a lot of my clients come in for one thing, but really, there's something else at the root of, you know, they come in for something sort of superficial, and but, uh, you know, mo- for the most part, there's something much deeper at the root. And I, I really like to get at the root, obviously, because that's where overall I have more success. And I'm sure you found that as well. Absolutely. We found almost, uh, I would have called them off-topic. Uh, things that were uh, underlying and uh, uh, so so things perhaps somebody's tried to lose weight a lot of times and they they feel okay about eating differently they feel okay about not eating as much but somehow it just doesn't ever seem to come together Uh, might be that there's something unknown or unnoticed underlying there Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, and that's a very good example. People do come in for, you know, <laughs> I had this one woman come in, I don't want to eat carbs anymore. But w- what the underlying real issue was is she was very, very beautiful but overweight, and she didn't feel safe when she lost weight. The real issue was when she was lost weight, she was even more beautiful, really beautiful. And she didn't feel in control of situations with men when she was really, really beautiful. She didn't feel um, able to make herself feel safe even when she was beautiful. So that was really the underlying issue was 
helping her to know that she has control of her environment and she has control of um, her boundaries with men um, no matter what she looks like. So that was very helpful to her. Now, I find that really interesting because um, not so long ago I did I did a blog on sexuality and we actually did um, we did a coffee with Source about sexuality and one of the issues that had come up prior to me doing that show and prior to us doing that show was a woman from oh goodness I can't remember what country she was in but she said that she purposely keeps the weight on in order to keep men at bay yeah, yeah. because she, so many women like that. she had a, a real issue with being attractive because she, it made her feel less because of her background and her upbringing, I guess. It right. made her feel almost smutty if she right. looked at right. Right. A, right. A, right. A, yes. a it, it could definitely be a cultural thing. And also for women that have been um, experienced sexual abuse, too, in their past, um, a lot of women in, in that particular situation gain weight because... It, 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 it keeps them uh, at a place where they feel safe. Um, and so that, of course, is, you know, the weight is not the issue. The, the food is not the issue. The issue is a feeling of feeling safe. You know, everybody deserves to feel safe. And I want to help everybody to feel safe and, and be able to be all they can be and still feel safe. Now, do you find that... Um being a woman, it's a lot easier for these women to talk to you about these issues, or do you think <coughs> like it would be an e even playing field if you were, you know, if it was a male hypnotherapist? I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I never really thought about it um, because I'm not a male, so I can't really, I can't really ascertain kind of what the answer would be. I, I don't know. I, I think it depends on the hypnotherapist truly. My job really too, which is a very important part of my job, is making my clients feel really safe um, because, you know, they're, they're, they're in a very vulnerable position when they're so totally relaxed like that. So having them feel really, really safe to cry if that ends up happening or whatever ends up happening in the session, they need to feel safe. And, the, you know, they are part and parcel of the whole experience. They need to really feel relaxed. So I think if, if they had a really good and compassionate, understanding, knowledgeable male hypnotherapist, I think they'd still be able to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. As long as there's a trust factor there, I think it's the most important thing. What about you, Rick? Being a guy, um, I'm just curious, would you be more comfortable with a female hypnotherapist or a male hypnotherapist, or would it matter? Because you've, you've done more hypnotherapy than me. Now, mind you, the one session that Sandra did do on me took me past the, the barrier that I needed to, to go beyond just getting back on my feet and really just killing that pain issue that I had going on. Um, so I can attest to the fact that she is darn good at what she does. But I'm just curious from a male's perspective, um, would it matter to you if it's? I I would agree with Sandra. It's a it's a trust issue. Uh, it's a comfort issue. Um, several of my friends uh, here in Houston uh, had things going on in their life, and uh, uh, one friend in particular was really angry almost all the time, and she had no earthly idea why. She wasn't really angry at anyone or at anything. 
if you had to pick something, she was angry at everything. She knew that, that, that there was something odd going on there. And she did finally go see uh, Joshua, my therapist, um, but she only went to see him once. She went to see him, and for the next, oh, three or four days, she just felt like, she said, I felt a, a calm, like I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. And then something happened with her significant other, and she got angry and stayed angry, and she did not go back. Um, she was a little uncomfortable. She told me she was a little uncomfortable, um, particularly when Joshua had a, a, a thing he would do uh, to me. I think it would seem to me when I was like in a, almost about to fall asleep, uh, he would come over and raise my hand and then tell me to just hold it there. And he did that with her, and so he touched her, uh, you know, to lift her hand. He told her before, I, I assume, because he always told me, uh, you know, I'm going to lift your, I'm going to lift your arm by the wrist now. You know, so it wasn't totally unexpected, but um, it still added to her already uh, uh, discomfort. Uh, uh, but I would say more of my friends were uncomfortable with the whole idea of hypnotherapy. Um, and hypnosis. Um, there are a lot of people, I think, that, that hold and, and uh, uh, stage uh, hypnotists uh, don't help this and, in fact, add to it. There's a lot of people that are concerned that if, if they were mm -hmm. hypnotized, that they have lost all control and that the hypnotherapist mm -hmm. is, can now make them do anything they want. Part and, like a dog. Yeah, right. Bark like a dog, crawl around on the yeah. floor, um, cluck like a chicken. Hmm. And uh, I wonder if you'd, if you'd speak to that, because it certainly, it certainly was not my experience, but if you'd speak to uh, sort of the difference between uh, hypnotherapy and what someone might perceive from these television performances. Yeah, absolutely. I get that quite often, <clears throat> um, you know, because people have seen those you know, there's a difference between hypnotherapy and uh, a show, you know, a stage, hypnotist stage show. Um, and, but even, even in those hypnotist stage shows, those individuals have agreed. They have, with their mind, they have really, on some level, agreed. But what happens is, you know, the hypnotist puts them in such a wonderful state of relaxation that they don't even care what they're doing because they feel so relaxed and so good. And that speaks to hypnotherapy in a way is that, you know, if you feel so relaxed. And when I tell my clients, you know, now try to open your eyes and just, you know, your eyelids are so heavy, they can't because they could. In, in a case of emergency, they could open them if, if their child needed them or, or something, you know, if there was some kind of emergency, they could open it in a moment, but they feel so relaxed at that time that they're actually choosing to stay in that relaxed state. So there's never a time when they're out of control, and that's the misconception about hypnotherapy and why some people don't really understand what it's about if they haven't had any experience with it or they feel uncomfortable with it. But it's, it's, they, they must be in agreement to be that relaxed, and that's why I say the client is part and parcel of the experience and the trust is so important because um, they really need to 
to agree to be that relaxed. And even with stage hypnosis, they really have, uh, they can hear everything that's going on and they know everything that's going on, but they feel so good at the time and so relaxed that they agree to do whatever needs to be done. Now, there are some people that wouldn't agree to that, and, and the, hip, the stage hypnotists know who to choose and who not to because they recognize by the signs who would not agree to that. So that's basically what it's all about. I say, I, I was going to say, I bet they take a lot of cues from uh, mm-hmm. the, way people, the way people were interacting, waiting for the show to start, the, what they're wearing, yeah. the, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, and they, um, ask, they ask questions up front, and they see who raises their hand and that kind of thing. So Yeah, I was actually um, at, um, I can't remember what his, what his name is, but Howie Mandel's brother is a hypnotist. Mm. Um, I was at, I was part of one of his shows here in Toronto and went up on stage. Um, and, and there is a huge process to going up to be part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, if you're not comfortable, I wasn't. So, you know, I, I wasn't able to go through with the rest of the process. But they do. They, they give a bunch of tests and yeah, questions. They know who to choose, and, and questions. And if you don't look like you're going to be comfortable in that, in that hypnotized state, then they send you off the stage. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that you can't be hypnotized. It's just to say that you can't be hypnotized in that particular situation because it was absolutely right. no problem for Sandra to right. put me under. Right. However, in that case, I was in a comfortable environment where, again, there's that S word, where I felt safe. So it was different um, for me than being on a stage. On a stage, not a chance. There was no way he could hypnotize me. <laughs> yeah, because you, you wouldn't agree to that, right? Because no. you're not yeah. comfortable in doing you know, kind of funny, unusual things in front of other people. But when you're just with your hypnotherapist, it's a different story. So you might agree to to be put into that really relaxed state. And it's it's not like you're not conscious of no. what's going on um, at at the time that you're you're going through the hypnotherapy. You're perfectly conscious of your environment. You're actually choosing to ignore your environment, and that's how it right. felt to me. You're choosing in line there. Um, going through the session, I was choosing moment to moment whether or not I wanted to snap out of it or not. And I was choosing to be there because I felt safe and I was comfortable, but I knew everything she was saying. I knew what she was talking about. I could hear background noises in the in the house, um, you know, from the street because we do live in a city. So it wasn't it wasn't like everything was shut off because of her voice. It was just I was choosing to focus on her voice. Yeah, you were choosing to allow me to do what I was going to do, yeah. and because you had a trust, and it worked. Right. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. over the you know seeing this uh, Joshua for that long, um, and I've seen him a couple of times uh, since then. Uh, booster shots, we we laughingly call them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I call um, them tune-ups. 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 Yeah. tune-ups. That's wonderful. <laughs> but we did have an occasion where uh, his office is in a in a. Home. He doesn't live there, but it's a home in the Heights area of Houston where a lot of homes have been converted to businesses. We don't have zoning in Houston, so you can sort of do as you wish. And uh, it was always very uh, pleasant and quiet. Uh, he played some very soft music in the background uh, that helped a little with environmental sounds. But his next-door neighbor chose my session time to uh, go out and work on his trees. And when he started the chainsaw, I was right there (laughs) and there was no I mean I was ready to move so I have no doubt if there was some kind of urgent need or 
or anything of the sort yeah. that you just pop uh, right up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not like you're asleep. You know, people have the perception that you're asleep or or you don't have control, but you do. You have control at all moments. Um, I had a client that brought her little dog one one time, and <laughs> when she was under, <laughs> that's the time her dog chose to um, barf on my carpet <laughs> several times. She never woke up, and, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say the, the term woke up. She never came out of her trance. She was so in agreement to be relaxed um, that she she was relaxed through that and surprised to find out that was the case. I don't usually allow pets for that very reason because people are very sensitive to what's going on with their animals, so usually I don't accept pets in the room. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine doing that either. Uh, little Molly always takes an interest in me when I sort of shift yeah. my perception a little bit. She's like, hey, where'd you go? <clears throat> yeah, because they're very in tune to that animals, right? Absolutely. So if you had the opportunity to, to say to some folks who are maybe considering hypnotherapy but had some of these reservations, um, are there any... Um, Certifications, any uh, what? How could they go about maybe settling those concerns? If, because if they're still thinking about it after having concerns, there's maybe something there for them. Um, mm-hmm. What advice um, would you well, give them to get around that? Well, um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, so <clears throat> you definitely want a certified hypnotherapist, and then, then the next level up is a master hypnotherapist who has a little more training. Uh, I think the most important thing, I always do um, a phone consultation first uh, if it's someone that I don't know. And, uh, you know, because it helps them, even that can give them a certain trust level. And the trust level is everything. Because if you don't feel comfortable enough to fully relax, you're not going to get as much of a benefit from it. So... And then I have them in for a interview session. And I, I, I get them to send me an email as well before that, telling me what, you know, kind of the title of the email is what's not working in your life. So that, because again, a lot of things are connected. One thing is connected to another. And often when they, and for some people it's very difficult to write this email they've told me because it's not often that we write it a letter about what's not working in our, our lives. We don't really go that deep or write it down. We sort of, there's a nagging something in the back of our head that's going on and we don't know what it is, but we don't take the time to write it down. And what happens when they write it down is their unconscious mind actually already starts working on the solution for them. It's an opportunity as well for me to uh, create a, a really fantastic script and some ideas of what I want to do when they come in. But I think uh, I think with any therapist or doctor of any kind, a trust factor is hugely important because these are very personal issues often. And you want to feel a really good trust factor with any kind of therapist. You want to feel safe, but especially with hypnotherapy because you are part and parcel of the whole experience. So I would definitely say do a telephone interview with a hypnotherapist and just use your feelings during that conversation as a guidance. Are you going to feel really safe with this person? If they feel, if you feel they have a really nice voice and you feel 
that they're really safe, you feel really safe and comfortable, then I would say that's a good fit for you. That's great. I, uh, Joshua did a phone interview with me as well. Um, hmm. And um, wouldn't you say that, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't like broad generalizations too much, but, but like you said, any therapist, doctor, or, uh, uh, you know, sometimes with doctors, you maybe can't do it, but particularly with a hypnotherapist, if they won't talk to you, except you come in and pay for an appointment and, and do their thing and they don't have time to Mm. speak with you, that that might, might be a bad indication or, or, or at least maybe for that individual, it might be a bad indication. Yeah, absolutely. My clients have told me that one thing they really love about me is I'm very genuine and they can feel that I'm not doing it just for the the money, that I I, you know, fully care for their growth and their um their change in their life, you know, that I helped really authentically help them and especially for hypnotherapists, but I think any therapist too, is you know, when you're doing hypnotherapy, it's it's not like brushing your teeth, you know, where I, I don't have to put any anything into it. I have to put my essence into it, you know, and my genuine caring and desire, my energy around it is so important and hugely instrumental. And it's hugely important for me to have that phone call because I know that I can't do as good a job if they don't feel really comfortable. So for me it's just as important to have that first phone call. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it by email. I wouldn't do it without speaking to them. They need to hear the sound of my voice and that I truly care genuinely and I get a feeling and an essence for that person as well. So yes, if they're not willing I would say if they're not willing to speak to you personally, you know, we deal with email and so much these days and everything is electronic, but you really can't replace the uh you know, the meeting in person or even just speaking on the phone, that the energy of person to person, even in any business, in sales, anything you do, we need we really need to connect with that personal connection. I think it's very important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I went uh, to work more on the, Life issues. I guess we did start with something more superficial than we wound up with. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you went specifically for a for a pain issue, Jean. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, most people that listen to our show now know that um, that I wrote a book on healing, and I had amazingly wondrous success with the process that um, that I went through that I wrote about. However, once once the book was done, um, there was some small challenges I was facing in my own in my own life, and I was starting to get back some of that pain that I had worked so hard to get rid of. So we had to go a couple steps further to that um, to go to the root the root cause, and I had just I, I discovered with with Sandra's help some really intensely deep issues from my childhood surrounding um, surrounding this idea of being sick and in pain. Um, I remember, I mean, I remember it now clearly, um, 
after having sat with Sandra and talking, it, it's so much, it's always so much easier to talk it out with people. Um, but we were talking about my parents and we were talking about, you know, how Sandra worded it was, how is the pain serving me? And I remember growing up that it was never okay to stop and do nothing and just relax and just be still and, and you know, be at peace unless you were sick. The only time it was okay to do nothing was when you were sick or in pain. <laughs> and um, so I had this huge issue around if I wasn't on the go, you know, 24 hours a day, if I wasn't working my butt off 24 hours a day, I needed an excuse. To be so in order for you to relax, in order for you to relax, okay when you were sick and in pain. Yes. Now it took it took one session with Sandra um, working on how the pain was serving me to get me. I think it was within five days that I had that major breakthrough. After a few more conversations with Sandra, there was a couple of conversations with you, a couple with our good friend Lucian again, who's always in the wings and nobody's heard from him yet. But we're going to get him <laughs> on here one of these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we really do need to do that, um, but it it was it was Sandra's session, and it was only one session. This, this I think is key. It was Sandra's one one hour that she spent working on me that brought me to the point where I could break down that final barrier. Now I had already managed to get back on my feet. I had learned how to separate the pain, but having done that and having learned to separate the pain from my being and to be able to function and to be able to put that pain aside, I quickly came to the point after writing the book where I didn't like the idea of having to separate the pain. I wanted the pain gone. It was, it was, oh, that was still an effort to have to suffer. Yeah, that was, that was my, that was my next step. I was like, ah, oh, I, I, I made it so far, but there's still in the back of my mind this idea that the pain is there. And it, it, it became almost a fail-safe, like a fallback. Um, and, and once we had that breakthrough session, I mean, it was within a week that I think I just, I, I called you one day and said, you know what I'm doing today? Nothing. And you said, why? And I said, because I can. <laughs> and I can be healthy doing it. Yeah, exactly. And so that was really exciting for me because this had been, this has really been a lifelong struggle for me. I don't remember ever being healthy. Um, and just allowing yourself and to just, take time for yeah. yourself, even even though you're not sick. Yeah, I, I I remember even as a child, I was a very very sick child a, a lot of mm -hmm. the time because for me as a child, I I could get away with doing nothing if I was bundled up on the couch with you know wow. chicken soup yeah. and blankets. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, and extra. And that's extra mom love usually when you're sick. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, absolutely. It's kind of. It, well, you know what? I'm not going to use the word scary because it's not. Once you get to those deep-seated issues that come up from your childhood that you, you sometimes can't recognize without a little help from a friend, um, once you get to them, they no longer become scary because then you own them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can choose whether mm -hmm. or not you're going to allow those issues to affect your life in the now moment. And I think that's what's key about this is that you know, you and I often talk about processes and how we'd like to eventually do away with those, but there's some real validity to these processes and tools that people are using. And having gone through the hypnotherapy myself and having such a, a huge breakthrough moment with it, I have to say, I mean, if if it feels right for somebody to do, then just go for it. You know, yeah. I, I really... You haven't really been sick since. No. 
No, I haven't. No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known you when you weren't sick. Yeah, I, I really haven't. And um, so for anybody out there listening, that is that is huge. Keeping in mind, I have a fracture in my spine. I have two herniated discs, and they do not bother me anymore. Um, and, and you've just I now am, spent almost a week bouncing around Toronto like a ping pong ball. Sleeping on couches. And yeah. never would have been able to. That no, I, I, I never would have been able to. I haven't been able to do that for a very long time. Maybe back when I was in my 20s, I would have been able to handle the couches. But since breaking my back, there's not a chance. There's not a chance I would have been able to do that. And um, it's been rainy here. And there's <laughs> pressure oh. because of the hurricane that, you know, the, the United States has been has been fielding. We got the tail end of that as well in Toronto. So, um it, you know, normally I'd be suffering a lot, and I'm really not. And it's a we'll much say formally, place. not not normally. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's well, right. formally, yeah, very good. Thank you for catching the wording. You know, I sometimes slip. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to have Don't say Rick will catch you. Rick, Rick always catches me. I am perfectly imperfect, darn it. And I, I, I plan on seeing that. My shoulders that could catch me when I do those things. I really would. Um, <laughs> but that... that Sort of leads into our uh, uh, a question that I had here in the uh, chat room from Bill, um, and and the second half really, where he asked, uh, what if any are some of the uh, uh, areas one should seek other means or some combination of means to resolve, uh, and perhaps you know physical pain. I, I know hypnosis uh, can be very effective against physical pain and has even been used. Uh, and dental surgery for uh, yeah to, to block that pain. Um, mm-hmm. So if somebody came to you and you know I, I just all of a sudden I have this horrible pain in my side and I'd like you to make it go away. Um, mm-hmm. That's that might be a time when uh, some other therapy or uh, uh, actual medical attention might be called for. Uh, or in in this case, uh, you know, it was sort of a combination uh, of of things that uh, that mm-hmm. led to. Well, before I before I pass that that question off to Sandra, and I know me and her and I have discussed it several times actually, her doing what she does and and me going through the healing process. Um, it's absolutely imperative that you find yourself a healing team, mm-hmm. and that you continue to have a running dialogue and conversation, and so that everybody on your healing team, regardless of the, if they're hypnotherapist, Reiki master, psychiatrist, actual family physician, specialist, surgeons, um, whatever they are, everybody needs to be aware of everybody else, and they need to be aware of the treatment, and you will find my doctor was very open to my alternative healing methods. And I think that most um, n- most naturopaths, holistic healers, hypnotherapists, and Sandra will tell mm-hmm. us that in a moment, but I'm, I'm very sure that most of them would also encourage people to not stay away from the doctors, but rather to have the two work together mm-hmm. in unison, right? Yeah, oh, I would never encourage... Uh Oh, I would never encourage someone not to seek medical attention, you know, especially in emergency cases. You know, pain, pain is actually a wonderful thing. Because pain is <clears throat> there for a reason, uh, e- even if it's stress in your life, you know, because it's, it's your unconscious mind telling you there's something you need to look at here. 
So we don't want pain to go away because pain is fantastic. You know, imagine if I had an abscessed tooth and there was no pain. It would become toxic and I could die from it. If, if my, my body is telling me this needs to be addressed. So for anybody that has pain, there's something that needs to be addressed. So I wouldn't ever recommend hypnotherapy, you know, to take that pain away without dressing, addressing the issue. That would not, you know, that would be not something I would um, promote. So I, I, hypnotherapy is a wonderful tool, and the unconscious mind is, is an incredible tool. But, but when it comes to pain, pain is, oh, it's a, it's a difficult issue. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to imagine you don't have pain. <laughs> you know, I've been in pain, so I understand that. Um, and it is telling you something. It is telling you something. There's something that's going on in your life or in your body. It could be simply stress. For example, I had a cousin who problems with her neck, constant problems with her neck, problems with her ex-husband. Um, as soon as she addressed what the underlying issue with her ex-husband, instantly no more neck problems so your unconscious mind is a wonderful tool and it's giving you a message it's giving you a message you can have wonderful conversations with your unconscious mind everybody can you can actually speak directly to your unconscious mind and say thank you for this pain in my side my back my mouth whatever it is i recognize that you're trying to let me know that there's something going on and i appreciate that Please make it clear to me. Find a way to show me or let me know what I need to do or see or, you know, or what needs to happen for me to take care of this pain. Your unconscious mind is your friend, and it's, it's, it's the prime directive of your unconscious mind is to keep you healthy, which leads, of course, to keeping you alive. It runs your whole body. It runs your organs. It runs your breathing. It runs everything in your body. So its prime directive is to keep you alive. So it's creating this pain to keep to let you know something is, is amiss and something is off balance. So uh, my, um, my advice would be to definitely continue to seek medical help or help from a therapist. Definitely go see a hypnotherapist that you trust, but also engage your unconscious mind personally. It's your friend. It's your tool. And say, please show me what I need to see to help me with this pain. And undoubtedly, it will be able to do that. That would be my advice. Now, you had you had a really interesting experience mm -hmm. um, once you tapped into that open conversation. Because yeah. we talked about the getting a running dog log going with your body. Yeah. Um, and and unbeknownst to me, you had already discovered that. Yeah. And, and you came up with a really unique um, technique, yeah. I'm going to say, and it was a was a two-minute pain stopper, yeah. so to speak. Do you want to tell us a little bit yeah. about that day that you had your little yeah. it was talk to my body breakthrough? <laughs> it was a life-changing experience for me, even as a hypnotherapist, and I've been, you know, dealing with people in the unconscious mind, but... I, um, I had a tooth pulled, and I was concerned at the time, because uh, I'd never had that experience before, what was the pain going to be like during the tooth being pulled, and what would the recovery time be, and how much pain would there be? So I had the tooth pulled, and of course, they froze it, uh, you know, lots of freezing going on, so there wasn't any pain, and it took five minutes. And they gave me Percocet, which was, you know, lovely. Percocet are wonderful, lovely things. So, um, you know, they were concerned about the pain after. So for about four days, I took the Percocet. 
and it was fine, but of course with Percocet, you know, the more you take, then it, it doesn't work as well and you need to take more. So I was down to two Percocets and I was in so much pain and my mind was so focused on my mouth and there's a hole in there and what could be happening and toxic, you know, stuff could be happening and you couldn't, you know, and I, my mind was just focused and I was, I mean, I could barely work, I could barely walk. I was in so much pain. And so I said to myself, okay, now you're a hypnotherapist. What is going on here? Why are you feeling so much pain? And I realized that my body, this is a very unusual set of circumstances. My body doesn't usually have a big hole in my mouth, and my unconscious mind is trying to tell me, warning, warning, there's a problem going on here. You need to address it. So I took a moment and I said, I'm going to speak to my unconscious mind now. I said, thank you. I want to thank you very much for the pain in my mouth. I recognize that you're trying to let me know there's something really important going on there. And I said, I want you to know that I have full control of it. I'm monitoring it. I know exactly what's going on in my mouth. I, I am monitoring it continuously. Thank you very much for the pain to let me know. I don't need the pain anymore. I know what's going on there, and I will continue to monitor it. And, um, and I said, I don't need the pain anymore. Thank you very much. 20 minutes later, there was no more pain ever again, and I never took another purpose set after that. And, and because now there was no pain, I wasn't focusing on what might be wrong in my mouth, and it actually healed faster. Now, I, I wouldn't recommend this unless you are monitoring it, unless you do know where the pain is coming from. Um, because if I didn't actually know where the pain was coming from, it would bring the pain back anyway for me. It would say, well, you're not really monitoring it. I'm going to bring the pain back. But because I did know what was going on there. So if you have a, a back problem or a neck problem and you recognize it's from stress at work, stress with money, stress with my ex-partner, et cetera, et cetera, you can say, I recognize that this pain, you're giving me this pain, to let me know that there's stress in this area. I am working on relieving that stress. So thank you very much for the pain. I no longer need that. I am working on that area in my life. But you can only really say that if you're actually working on that area in your life. Yeah, I, I actually tried this. And um, after, um, after I, I was having a, a really, one of my rougher days, I think it had been raining for about three or four days. So. My back had finally decided it was starting to get a little sore, so I had a small conversation with it. And um, as long as I was taking it easy, the pain stayed at bay because, you know, I had a conversation with my back and said, I, I know that I have to ease up a little right. bit right now because my muscles are a little bit... So you were using the tool responsibly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and I have to say, I mean, if you can open up that kind of conversation with your body and your subconscious mind and bring the two together, now, you can't be lying to your body because no. your body is going to respond to what you're telling it. It is going to, if you can open up that kind of relationship and friendship with it, it will give back to you as long as you're giving to it. But right. you have to be fair right. Right. about that. You can't yes. just you you say can, you're going to do something and then not right. do you it. You don't want to abuse that trust. No, because then your, your pain is going to be double. Yes. <laughs> well, and you can use it not just for physical pain but for other stresses in your life. You know, you can say, this is happening in my life. It's, it's causing me fear or stress. Just have a, a conversation with your unconscious mind. Please show me what I need to see or do 
to help me um, solve this problem. Your unconscious mind is your friend and it really wants to help you solve these problems because it wants you to be healthy and, and stress is not healthy. So it will always help you alleviate, alleviate that stress if it can. All right, it's a, it's a, it can be viewed, I don't, this is a tough one because we want to unify all of our parts, but it can be viewed as teamwork, just as some have talked about, you know, your higher self is on your team, it's a teamwork thing. This is like, almost you could say in the other direction, your, your unconscious mind and, you know, the automated programs that we've all set up to keep the body running and, you know, tell us mm -hmm. when it's too hot. And, um, mm -hmm. Is 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 part of the team, and it's we talk about people talk about being subconsciously sabotaged, and I think a lot mm -hmm. of times people get an uh, an image of their unconscious uh, mind or their subconscious mind or whatever term they use as an enemy or uh, uh, something to be gotten rid of. Uh, when, it, as you say, it can be such a fantastic and partner. Yeah, it, it really loves you. And you have to think of it that way, and it really wants what's best for you, and you can really utilize it to your best advantage no matter what's going on in your life, any area of your life. You can just ask your unconscious mind, please help me to solve this problem. Because your unconscious mind really is, is, is your connection to source, to your higher power, and it has so much knowledge, it's just incredible. So think of it now as your friend and how much it loves you and can help you. And that will change your energy around it. And, and, and just have conversations with it. I have conversations with my unconscious mind when I feel there's something I can't handle alone. I engage my unconscious mind. It, it, it has become a wonderful friend. Yes, my... Uh... I, I had some dental work done uh, during the time I was working with my hypnotherapist, and and it was in conversation. You know, I've got this going on, and uh, uh, I really did not make a point to mention it, but uh, I'm glad that it came up because he said, uh, "Well, I'm gonna uh, uh, we're gonna you know work on those issues, but I'd like to uh, I'd like to spend just a little time on uh, you've got this appointment coming up next week." And uh, uh, I said, sure. And I almost didn't pay any attention. I noticed we talked about what I was interested, quote unquote, interested in. And then, and then, uh, uh, like you said, you get so relaxed. Yeah, I almost didn't notice or didn't care that he was talking about <laughs> that I was going to the dentist. I was going to the dentist. Big deal. <laughs> um, but it was one of the most pleasant um experiences in the dentist's office that I've ever had. Wow. And my follow-up two weeks afterwards, both the hygienist and the dentist at separate times said, if, if, if I didn't know better, I'd say you've done six weeks worth of healing. Uh, really? In those two weeks. And it was relatively painful. Really? In, you mean in your mouth? In my mouth, yeah. Wow. And... Uh, because in the in the session that I had before and then I had a session afterwards, I was seeing him once a week at the time, um, he chatted with me at all levels about what was going mm -hmm. on and that mm -hmm. um, 
I, I, the first, I, like I said, I didn't pay that much attention, but uh, uh, but it was along the lines of, you know, look, we're going to do this, and, and, and this is a really good thing. Uh, you know, there's been some pain off and on. This is going to resolve it, but it's going to be, you know, a little violent. And it was like, instead of the dental work I'd had done in the past, it was almost like I, it almost felt like fighting my body going, yes, yes, I get it. Ah, leave me alone. Ah. You know, it was a very negative interaction, if you, if you'd call it that. And, um, uh, and there was not really any of that this time. And it was like all the powers that be me were in alignment for, okay, this is how we're going to fix this. And it's going to make it better in the long term and not just in the short term. Let's go. And it was amazing. Um, so uh, I would like to throw in my plug that don't just, if you have something you are convinced is mental going on, uh, there are some uh, some real benefits that can be had with hypnotherapy around other therapies. Your chiropractor's working on your back. Your mm, yeah. dentist is going to pull your tooth. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting the whole team on board with that is is an amazing thing, um, which kind of uh, dovetails into a, another question we had in the chat. Um, Bill would like to know, do you look at hypnotherapy as more of a suggestion that assists one in correcting their own uh, maladies, or would you say it's a cure in itself? Hmm. An interesting question. I guess, you know, you have to kind of ascertain what the word cure means, right? Right. I, I, you know, I get the feeling it tells you means, exactly what you mean by cure, right? Is it... Uh, is it a, a an assistance in the uh, person healing themselves, or or is it just a, a magic presto digital thing, like a well, pill I mean, would be considered, maybe? Yeah, because because it's not physical healing. I would have to say it is <laughs> helping them engage in healing themselves. That's what the unconscious mind is, really. It's it's helping you heal yourself. Uh, and it, it's it's about, because the unconscious mind drives your life. It, it controls your body and it drives your life. It drives everything in your life. So, um, but it only works on command. It doesn't, it can't ascertain, you know, what might, this might be good or this might be bad. It can only work on command, but it's our conscious mind that is giving it commands. So if our conscious mind is laden with our history, negative history or some kind of, you know, belief system that's not serving us like with Jean here, uh, it served her in in a way. It it allowed her to relax, right? Her illness, being ill allowed her to relax. So on some level, it is serving you. But in the grander, bigger picture, it's not serving her. And once she allowed herself to relax and say, I'm going to take this day off and I don't need to be ill to do so. So, it, yes, it engages your unconscious mind um, and helps, helps you um, 
serve yourself in a larger way? So it's it's a different it's an interesting question whether it's a cure or not because you know we we we've associated the word cure with something physical, but really there's there is nothing physical. Everything stems from your mind. Everything stems from your belief system. So the answer is yes and no. <laughs> it can be a cure for you physically, but it's not a physical cure. But your 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 unconscious mind is driving everything. So if your conscious mind is giving it uh commands that don't serve you, hypnotherapy is an opportunity to quiet your conscious mind and give your unconscious mind commands that do serve you. So I'm going to go with, yes, it is a cure. <laughs> I have to pick one. Wow. I have to pick one, so I'll say yes, it is a cure. For Jean, for example, it was a cure, really. It was a cure for her physical ailments. And we, we have to keep in mind that I was being treated by a doctor, so I had had all the scans done, and there, as far as my doctor was concerned, there was ample reason for me to be in pain. Right. He thought, I, I mean, basically told me, yeah, you are in pain. You should be in pain. You, you, of course you're in pain. There's a lot of crap wrong with your back. Um, you're going to be in pain. And I, that simply was no longer acceptable to me because I, through the writing of that third book, found the other side and saw what that was all about. So um, it wasn't acceptable, even with the physical problems. Now, keeping in mind, I have made a pact with my body to not put it under undue stress that will re-damage it or injure it further. And I keep to that agreement. And as a result, I am feeling really fantastic, given that I've been sleeping on couches for a week. <laughs> right, right. And, and for anybody that's concerned, your your unconscious mind will, if you begin to uh, infringe on the boundary of the deal you've set up with it, it'll be happy to deliver a little painful reminder to let you know that you've got to keep your end of the yeah. bargain. But yeah, it will yeah. keep and, and, and be a magical thing. It's it's, uh, it's I think, amazing. I think it's important, though, to not devalidate, because um, we've, we've talked a lot about pain, to not devalidate no. the pain that people feel. Yeah, it's very hard. Um, it's, it's something that needs to be recognized and dealt with, and mm -hmm. there has to be um, due honor given mm -hmm. to the pain that each individual is going through. Pain is actually yeah. your friend. It, and I think um, it's important for people to understand that, because when we talk about curing, we talk about, mm -hmm. oh, this is going to get rid of this, and I'll never right, have to deal right, with it again. Right, right. But if you don't understand what's causing it, if you don't understand mm -hmm. the process of, of healing yourself and becoming a whole person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then the pain will come back. Mm -hmm. And pain does have its place. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's really never a time and a place where you should ever tell somebody that it's not okay to hurt. Right. Um, yeah, right. No, very yeah, even emotionally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pain is our friend. Pain, it's pain is keeping us alive. So we should never be angry at our pain. We should be saying, Thank you so much for giving me this pain to let me know that something's going on. And even if you can't figure out why you have this pain, you can ask your unconscious mind, 
please show me what it is that's giving me this pain. Please help me figure out what it is. And it will help you. It will give you signs and it will show you. And once you know what that is, you can say, thank you very much. I know I need to address this in my life. Uh, you know, if you take Japan, for example, um, you know, they have the highest stress of heart attacks from their executives, male executives, because they're under so much stress. So that tells you right there that, you know, it's, it's what's going on in their life and affecting their physical body. And your body is trying to tell them you're under way too much stress. You need to change your lifestyle. So pain is our friend. Believe it or not. Absolutely. And, 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 uh, uh take away from, uh, from tonight, uh, having a dialogue with your unconscious mind and also that, that hypnotherapy is an incredible tool for helping you get oh. at the root of what's yeah. quote, really going on, uh, with something that you may be having treatment about uh, physically. Uh, medical doctors are great at finding if there's a mechanical problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I grew up across the street from a relatively famous heart surgeon, and he once told me, he said, he said I'm a really high-paid plumber. Um, it's, it's up to the family doctor. It's up to somebody that sees them more often than I do uh, mm-hmm. to help them make the adjustments to quit clogging up the plumbing or they'll just come back to see me again and again. I, I don't really, I'm yeah. an emergency plumber that fixes a mechanical problem. And so th- this idea of a healing team or a, a uh, expansion team, I think is extraordinarily valuable because uh, uh, just like talking to a friend, you get that added viewpoint. Uh, these different professionals uh, uh, can bring together and we're seeing this more and more in the professional world where uh, they're engaging. I know one of the largest uh, cancer treatment uh, uh, places here in the United States, they do a holistic set. They do mind, body, spirit uh, because yeah. it's more successful. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, that's happening a lot now, for sure. And uh, uh, so be friends with the pain and see why it's there. So if yeah. we've got some more questions for you, Sandra, how can uh, how come our viewers and guests find you? Uh, they can reach me on my website at themindcurve.com or Sandra at themindcurve.com. They can reach me there by email. I'd love to take their questions, and I'd be so happy and joyful to to answer them. And you can also find her on our, our favorite promoting and marketing tool on Facebook. She's a friend of both Rick and I's, and if you'd like to friend her and yes, um, and, great. and check her out and her work, then you can find her there as well. Yes, yes and she does have a page happy. for the Mind Curve, so just put the Mind Curve into your Facebook search box, and there she be. There I'll be. Fantastic. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for coming and playing with us tonight. Well, it was a pleasure, as always. And interesting to hear you on the other end of the phone. Jane? <laughs> yeah, we don't talk. We usually talk by texting or Skyping, and we don't talk much uh, on the phone. So it's a pleasure to talk to you, Rick, as always. All right. Well, you guys I am have grateful. A wonderful night. I'm grateful to have met you. Oh, thank you. I want to say uh, thanks to our uh, friends in the uh, chat room. We've got uh, Bill. 
We've got uh, Julie and we've got Janet and guest 4871. Thanks for coming tonight, guys. And uh, be sure and join us next time on Everyday Connection. Bye. Bye, Ray. Bye, everyone. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.